There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. Would you stand on your feet? We let you get a little sitting break because that was like a 15-minute video. Now, here's the only thing I'm angry about. It's summer concert series, and if you've never uh, seen that or maybe you're offended by seeing secular music in church, you should read your Bible, number one. And then number two, you should understand that why our message doesn't change, our methods certainly do. But there was only one thing that got me is I saw a row of people over here standing up clapping <laughs> like it was a church <laughs> Good morning, Harvest. Are y'all glad to be here this morning? I said, are you glad to be here this morning? It's the summer concert series. Lift your Bibles high. We're going to get right into the word. You already know the title. Remember the time. Somebody say, I remember the time. But I'm going to take this message a whole other place because I know what you're thinking. Bishop, you're going to talk about the time we first met Jesus. No, I'm not talking about that. Touch your neighbor say, we're going somewhere totally different. Tell them somewhere totally different. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message Remain standing, if you would. Go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Hallelujah. Luke 17. We've got a special group of students visiting with us here from Kansas City, Missouri. Y'all just make some noise here. Wherever you're at, we're excited that you're here with us. Luke chapter 17, verse number 32. Luke 17, verse number 32. This is perhaps uh, the second shortest verse in the Scripture. You, if you count amen as a verse, then I guess that would count. But then Jesus wept would be one of them. But, but, but this would be the, the next in succession. Are you ready? It's a very simple passage. It's Jesus talking, and look what he says. Remember Lot's wife. Now, that doesn't mean very much to you if you don't understand who Lot's wife is. Lot's wife was a woman that God was delivering from a city called Sodom and Gomorrah. And after she was delivered from this city, she had the nerve to look back. I'm going to help somebody. It's dangerous when you start looking back on the thing that you have been delivered from as if there's something missing. T -t Touch your neighbor and say, stop looking back. 
Remember Lot's wife. Father, speak in this house today that we might hear and move and walk in what you have ordained for us too. Father, we bless you and we honor you that we will remember Lot's wife. Speak to us profoundly in this message today, God. Customize it and tailor make it for everybody listening, Father, that they might believe that this was tailor made specifically just for them. Take my human words, God, but do take these words and make them spirit and cause them to speak to us in a supernatural way. Father, we thank you that when we leave, we're not going to just leave inspired, but we're going to leave in form and we're not just going to leave in form but we're going to leave with a strategy so that we can take the second half of this year because in the second half of this year there's no time for failure there's no time for losing there's only time to win when it isn't everything but that's just what we do speak to us now in Jesus name somebody shout hallelujah as you take your seats high five two or three people tell them remember the time remember the time uh, in our summer concert series, we've been taking some popular and well-known songs in our culture uh, and extracting some spiritual principles from them that can improve our lives. I like that song because uh, that song was produced by Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley was one of the pioneers of the New Jack Swing era of music, and so I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Uh, now, in this series, there's some messages that I was going to teach, and we're going to teach them a few different ways. Some we're going to go lyric by lyric, some verse by verse, some using the song as a backdrop to Scripture. And this particular song, there's just one one word from the title of this song uh, that I want to extract and I want to exegete. Say remember. Amen. Say it again with me. Say remember. Uh, now, now, now watch this. Uh, uh, some time ago, I was, on a, um, was on a plane trip, and the flight started off fine. Uh, and then the flight attendant made an announcement. The flight attendant said, there's some turbulence coming, so you better put your seatbelt on. Uh, understand this, that whenever you begin to get on your way to your destination, uh, that there's always going to be an announcement coming that turbulence is coming. Uh, don't think just because you're serving God now that you're not going to have any problems. In fact, evidence that your problems are there is evidence that you might be heading in the right direction. Uh, if you never face the devil head on, that means y'all are walking the same way. You didn't hear what I said, which means when you come smack face to face with an enemy, that must mean you're going opposite directions, which must mean you're headed in the right direction. We were headed to our destination and the flight attendant comes on and she says, uh, put your seatbelts on because there's some turbulence coming. And understand this, don't take your problems and don't take your turbulence personal. Uh, it was your turbulence that made you pray. It was your hell that made you spiritual. Uh, it makes us better. It makes us keep fighting. And the truth is, you don't really know how strong you are until you hit some turbulence. You, uh, you didn't know you could handle all of that until you handled it. Uh, you didn't know that you'd be able to face that and survive until you survived it. There was some stuff that happened to you years ago and, or thought you had years ago that said, if I ever had to deal with that, I don't know how I'd make it. But look, you went through it and you're still making it. Touch your neighbor say it made you better. But now understand this, as we hit this turbulence, uh, uh, the pilot came on and said, listen, the altitude that we're at is too low. He said, all of the turbulence is at this low altitude. So he said, what we've got to do is we're going to have to go higher in altitude in order to get above the turbulence. Watch this. It's not that the turbulence wasn't happening. It's just that the pilot said, we can get to a place to where it no longer affects us. 
Maybe I'll preach to this side. It's not that there's not crazy stuff that's going on in your life. It's just that you can ascend to a place to where even though hell is going on around you, and even though you got friends acting strange with you, and even though your money is funny and, uh, and your change is strange and it's telling you jokes, and even though you got a bad doctor's report, and even though your children are acting crazy, it doesn't mean I'm denying that the turbulence is there. There's just an altitude I can get to to where it no longer... That's how I'm in church today. Why? Because I flew above my turbulence. That's how I'm clapping my hands today. I'm not denying that it's going on. I'm just denying that it has the right to affect me. Why? Because winning isn't everything, but it's what we do. Touch the neighbor and say, you're a winner, man. You're a winner. Now, but look at this. 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 The problem is that we often stay low in the turbulence and try to fight the turbulence from inside the turbulence rather than getting above the turbulence. Here's the deal. The storm was still going on beneath us, but the pilot just got us to an altitude to where the turbulence no, no longer mattered. But, but here's what they said. Here's what they said. The pilot came on and he said, listen, I need you to take your seats. You missed it. He said, I need you. He, he said, because there's turbulence. Somebody say turbulence. And, and you ever had that turbulence where you started praying real strong? Come on, y'all be honest. You, you ever had that turbulence where if you didn't know God, you met him right then and there? Because all of a sudden, you're looking, and all of a sudden, all the movies you've seen where planes crashing are going through your mind. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. Lord, I know I didn't do right last week, but Lord, if you'll just forgive me. Lord, if you'll give me another chance, Lord, just stay with me. Anybody ever had that kind of... The pilot said, I need everybody to take your seats. In essence, he was saying, if, if you're standing up in this and you're not in your proper seat, the turbulence has the propensity to take you out. You, you, you're missing what I'm saying. Now, now, some of you are saying, Bishop, what does that mean, take, take my proper seat? Uh, please understand, uh, say I have a seat with Christ. Now, now, Ephesians 2.5, uh, uh, Ephesians 2.5, they're going to put it up on the screen real quick. You can flip there if you got time. Ephesians 2.5, I, I want you to know what your seat is. Because anybody got some turbulence going on? Okay, I need to tell you what to do. Take your seat. Uh, tell somebody to say, sat down. Now, I'm from the South, and in the South, we don't say, have your seat. We don't say, please sit down. We say, sat down. S-A-T, down, sat down. Now, here's your neighbor's problem because you're spiritual and you got to figure it out, but we're working on your neighbor today. Your neighbor's problem is when turbulence starts, they want to stand up and go, well, what's going on? What's happening? What's, what? When the only thing you need to do is follow the pilot's instructions and sat down. Now, Ephesians 2.5, look at what it says. Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. Say, I wasn't living until I found God. And I wasn't living until what was important to him became important to me. See, it's not enough for you to just love him. You got to get to the point to where your love for him makes you change what it is that you do. But look at verse 6. Here it is, verse 6. And raised us up together. Here it is. And made us sat down in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Bishop, Bishop, what is it you're trying to say? I'm trying to tell you when turbulence hits your life, check this out, you need to learn how to take your seat. And your seat is not down here with your trouble. Your seat is with him 
sitting above your you, you, you can't read the Bible. It says he has made us sit together in heavenly places, which means you know the only reason you're concerned about what people are saying about you is because you're out of your seat. And you have now gotten off the throne with him to come play with court jesters down here. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You know why you're so upset about what the doctor said? It's because you got out of your seat and you got down here playing with fools when you should have been talking to the God that controls the heavens and the earth. Touch your neighbor say, have your seat, man. But now listen. But listen. But listen. But listen. 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 It made me curious because there are some times when there's a plane ride going on and turbulence hit and the plane crashes. There, there, there are times where that's happened now. It's rare juxtaposed to how many flights there are, but, but planes do crash. Say that. Planes. Now, I'm just praying that every plane you own. And that's why you don't play with the Lord. You just... But, but listen, but listen, I found out that the dominant reason for plane crashes is not because of turbulence. The dominant reason for plane crashes is not because of poor construction. I'm going to help somebody. The dominant reason for plane crashes is not because of communication errors. The dominant reason for plane crashes is pilot error. I'm going to help some of y'all because some of y'all, when you came in here, you were, you were headed down. But by the time we come out, baby, we're going to pull you right back up because watch this. When turbulence hits, the dominant reason for the crash is not because the plane wasn't designed to handle that. See, some of you looking around, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. You're doing it. What is it that you can't do? You're doing it. I just can't take no more. Well, you did. I can't do this another day. Notice how you woke up this morning and got up and you took it another day, didn't you? What are you talking about? It's because of pilot, according to the research that did, it's because of pilot error. Here's what they said. The pilots don't remember and they don't follow their training. It's not because of the lightning and the thunder and all. No, 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 no. It's because when they hit the lightning and the thunder, they acted like they didn't know what they were supposed to do. I'm going to help somebody here. A lot of mistakes we make when we hit tribulation is because we get consumed with the tribulation and the turbulence and forget to do everything we were taught. Notice what I said, forget to do. It's not that we necessarily forget the information. It's just that we forget to do it. You ever got a bad report and you sat up in here and I told you time after time after time what to do once you get a bad report and you get a bad report and do everything totally different than what it is that the Bible says we're supposed to do? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You ever had somebody do you wrong and you know you're supposed to forgive, but you just, in that moment of the wrongness that they did to you, you're thinking forgiveness? You must be, come on, let's be honest. If you've never struggled to forgive anyone, then you've, then you've not lived yet. Give it another day or two. Because <laughs> it's something on the schedule. Watch this. Uh, an example, watch this, I'm going to turn the corner, of a plane crash, if, that, if we were to parallel that to a person's life, 
is seen in the throwback message I preached from the series Five Easy Steps to Wreck Your Life. It had a subtitle called The Gospel According to Simba. I taught that some time ago, and then it became apparently big fanfare. Everybody had gospels according to animals after that. Just be popular. You know the movie Lion King, don't you? You know Mufasa has a son. Simba's the son, the only begotten son. He has a son. He has a son, and, and, uh, but he has, a, he has a crazy uncle named Scar. And Scar's angry that he's not going to reign on the throne. And uh, because Scar is angry that he's not going to reign on the throne, uh, he ends up setting up Simba to make Simba think he had done something wrong that he had not actually done. And Simba thinks that he's responsible for the death of his father. And so Simba, because he is not emotionally nor spiritually mature enough to deal with the shame and guilt of what he thinks that he did, that he did not do, uh, watch that, uh, that he did not actually do, uh, Simba now runs and he flees and he goes into, if you will, a wilderness and he spends years of his life in this wilderness. He is like, for example, the prodigal son. He runs from his destiny uh, thinking that he can outrun his God. I'm here to tell you, I don't care how far you run from God, he'll be right there. You can run into the club and he's going to be dancing right next to you. You can... You can run into a bad relationship and he'll be sitting right there next to you. You can try to rave him out with your light sticks and all of that and he'll be sitting there right next to you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You can try to drown him out with your working. You can do whatever, but God is always, he's going to be right there. The Bible says if you make your bed in hell, he'll be right there with you. But look at this. Simba goes, watch this, Simba goes. And he goes, he spends time in this wilderness, and all of a sudden he meets this uh, wise man, this sage uh, named Rafiki. And Rafiki uh, now uh, uh, helps Simba. He says this to him. He says, remember. Uh, he says, you have forgotten who you are. Uh, he says, who you have become uh, is not who you are. He says, you're greater than what you've become. And so Simba has this seemingly breakdown moment, but it's in that breakdown that he really discovers and identifies who he is. See, when you don't have stuff around you or people around you or to do that for you, sometimes you're going to have to dig deep. And uh, he begins to dig deep. And as he digs deep, you know the story chronologically. He goes, he returns, he has to overthrow Scar, and Scar's overthrown, and then he retakes the kingdom, the kingdom regrows, thus and so, Amen. You know the movie Lion King, right? I mean, even, I mean everybody has seen Lion King. Uh, I mean, even if you don't like animated films, you've got a cousin or a niece or a nephew or a son or a daughter that has made you watch The Lion King. But, but I want to do this for just a moment, if you'll indulge me. I want us to walk through the movie versus chronologically, as I just surmised for you. I want us to take it character by character. Can I do that for a moment? I'm going to do it either way, but it'd be nice if you'd say yes right there. Uh, watch this. Watch this. Hyenas was the pri were the primary enemies of the lions because they were the first on the food chain. Uh, hyena, it's interesting, comes from the Latin root word, which means hog or pig. <laughs> Jesus said, don't you cast pearls before swine. In other words, he said, don't you waste your best on somebody that can't even discern that it's their best. Check, check, check this out. Uh, the hyenas is interesting because while you may not appreciate what you have, somebody else will. 
The lions never left the hyenas in the pride land, and they kept them far off. You know why they did that? It's interesting. We've been talking the last few weeks. We talked about the prodigal son. And remember how the prodigal son, when he he was in the pig pen, the Bible says he would have gladly eaten the pods that the pig or the swine eat. That's interesting because all of a sudden, this boy who had been used to eating well had now developed a new appetite. You got to be careful when you're far from God because your appetite will begin to change, and you'll want what what losers want when you weren't created to be one. I'm going to say that again because this whole side of the church missed it. These rows over here got it. I'm going to say it again. Watch this. You got to be careful when you call yourself doing your own thing because sometimes some of the messes you get yourself in are because, well, I'm grown and I can do what I want. How's that working out for you? The prodigal son got to the point to where his appetite changed. It was interesting because the lions would never let the hyenas into the pride land. They kept them far away because they knew that if they come into the pride land, they are going to contaminate us. Oh, I'm going to help somebody right here. And you remember that the hyenas, they had an allegiance. There was only one lion that dealt with the hogs. Scar. And in their allegiance to Scar, they began to sing a song called Be Prepared. Y'all remember that? Watch this. Watch this. There are people in your life, I wish I could tell you, especially young people, please hear me, and especially grown folk who act young in the mind. There's a word in the Bible for that, silly. There are people that are waiting on you to take for granted what you have so they can seize it for themselves. The hyenas were waiting for this moment for them to be able to steal one of the lions away so then they could go capture what the lions had. <laughs> but, but then there was another character. We've talked about him. His name was Scar. Scar was Simba's uncle, Mufasa's brother. You know what Scar's name means in the etymology of the word, the origin of the word? It means Trash. It means debris. Check this out. Check this out. Where do you have debris from? A plane crash. Bishop, what was Scar? Scar was somebody that didn't get his stuff right. And so because he ruined his life, he made it his objective to make sure nobody else got to enjoy their lives. You got to ask yourself, why is it that people have a problem with you coming to church? Why is it they have a problem with you serving God? Why is it that they got something to say something about when you're doing right? But when you're doing the trashy debris stuff they're doing, they have nothing to say. Why? Because since they missed their moment, they don't want to see you make your moment. And baby, if you're going to survive, if you're going to thrive, you're going to have to learn sometimes you got to fly by yourself. Because a lot of scars got a lot of trash and they got a lot of debris. All you do is pray. Well, what in the world do you want me to do? All you do is go to that church. You don't go write about it. Especially young people because they're going to try to pull you, man. You don't have to do that all the time. Yes, I do. You know why? You can choose to lose your path. But for me, I hope y'all read this t-shirt. Winning ain't everything. But it's just what I do. And I know you want to waste your time doing nothing and chasing women and smoking drugs. I know you want to waste your life doing that. Oh, but as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the... 
So talk about me if you want to, but watch me clap my hands. Talk about me if you want to, but watch me be faithful to my God. Why? Because I don't have time for your trash. You got folk in your life now that as long as you're not trying to do nothing, they have nothing to say. But the moment you decide, I'm, I'm coming up out of this trash. Oh, you just think you all spiritual. Sure do. You ain't perfect. I never said I was. <laughs> and you're supposed to be a Christian. I am. <laughs> Evidence that I am is that when I fell, I got right back up. Being a Christian does not mean that you're perfect. It just means that when you fall, you don't stay down, but you get back up again. What's this? <laughs> Every family has a scar, both literal and philosophically. Scar, scar wants to unite you with an enemy that you should be dealing with from a distance. You missed it. He wanted to unite the lions with the hyenas. You, you, listen to me. Listen to me. Uh, uh, there are some people with your last name and with your blood that you somehow think the Bible says blood is thicker than water. I, I promise you it doesn't. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Every time as a pastor, one of the most difficult things for me to do is to watch somebody pour lighter fluid on themselves and set themselves on fire because they're trying to please a scar family member. And I see this happen over and over and over again, and I got so angry about it, I said, I'm going to have to just preach about it because I'm mad about it because I'm so sick of people making so much progress and then falling because they're trying to please some nobody's scar that they think they owe something to. Scars will always be able to find an army of starving pigs. Scar, Scar wants you to think that everybody knows about your shortcomings. Remember, he said, Simba, Simba, everybody knows. Scar wants you to think that it's worse than what it really is. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Why? Because he realizes since his plane crashed, the only hope he has is to get another plane down there with him. It's real quiet in here. That's why you got to be careful when you got family members telling you, well, you know, I don't even serve God and things that, you know, look, you know, it don't look like it's working for you. I'm talking to somebody right here. I just don't believe it takes all of that. You know what? You're right. For a loser, it doesn't. But since I was bought with a price, and here's the good news. Since you were bought with a price, you don't have to choose that either. Tell the neighbor, say, you don't know who you sit next to. Tell them. Scar wants you to think that you're responsible for things that you're not. They'll place an undue burden on you. As a parent, Scar will try to put on your shoulders, well, why are your children doing that? You must have not done a good job. Now, there could be some truth to that. Don't think that every criticism is bad. Well, we got real quiet right there. Y'all like it when everything that the people say is wrong. But what about when the people say something that you say, you know what, actually, that's got some truth to it. <laughs> In the movie Wall Street uh, Never Sleeps, the, the character, he says, uh, he says, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll make you a deal. He said, uh, if you stop lying on me, I'll stop telling the truth about you. 
Now, in all fairness, there's certain things that when we look back in hindsight, it's always 2020. We said, I could have did that better. I could have did that better. I could have did that better. But what Scar wants to do is place an undue burden on you. Watch this. Watch this. And you know how he does that? He takes you somewhere to talk to you. He took Simba away from his strength. God, I've seen this happen to so many people. It angers me so much. So if I get kind of something right here, just say pray for the bishop. Just pray for the bishop. I ain't thinking right. I got my young people outfit on today. I'm not thinking right. Scar said, let me isolate Simba and get him away from his strength. Let me get him away from church. Let me get him away from their man of God. Let me get him away from worship. Let me get them away from hearing the word. And then he takes you in the corner. And then he talks to you. Listen. Got to be careful when you let a scar isolate you. Because then in one moment, they can undo the progress of five years. And one moment, they can undo the progress that you've been making for months. And you were on this kind of trajectory, but a scar pulled you aside. And well, you know, this and this and this and that and this and that. And you sit up there saying, hmm. You know too much to act that silly. So so you know way too much to let trash talk to you. You already know what their name means, trash. And you're sitting up here letting trash make you think that serving God doesn't work. Or that serving him faithfully doesn't work. It don't take all of that. I just go to church and it don't take all of that. Trash. And here's the problem with trash. When you get mixed in like with trash, even if you're valuable, you still look like it. You ever accidentally threw some shoes you wanted to keep away or that you wanted to keep, but you accidentally put them in a bag to go to the food bank or clothing bank or something like that, and then you, and you were looking and, and you didn't pay no attention and you just threw it in there. But you, threw, you threw something good in with trash, and so by the time uh, you needed to wear those shoes, you went to college and said, oh, okay, where those shoes at? It's because even when you mix something valuable and something good in with trash, it still looks like what it's mixed in with. That's why some of you need to stop trying to step lower from the seat you've been given to try to fit in with people. Especially when those people are trashy people. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking, Bishop, you're just, you're just saying we're better. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is this, is that what we have to understand is that in our pursuit of what God has ordained for our lives, there are going to be scars that show up in our lives. And if you're not taught to deal with those scars, they'll isolate you and they'll send you running like scars sent Simba. How many of you ran from God because you didn't know you were talking to trash? Okay, since you ain't got nothing to say, I'm going to take it another further. How many of you ran from God because you were dating trash and didn't know it? Okay, so I can see y'all ain't going to say nothing. So do I? Can we talk about it? I'm almost through. Then you remember Timon and Pumbaa, don't you? Now, Timon and Pumbaa, when Simba leaves the pride land, his rightful place, he finds Timon and Pumbaa in this wilderness of sorts. See, we've seen this story play out in the Bible time and time again. And, and here's what they're doing. They're eating bugs and living the easy life. They're eating bugs. 
slugs, roaches, beetles, spiders, gross. And they're leaving the easy life. The issue is, easy does not mean satisfied. Easy does not mean fulfilled. You know the issue I got with this generation? And when I say generation, let me be clear. I'm not talking about chronological age. I'm talking about mindset because a generation is a mindset, not a date. Uh, you know the issue that I have with this generation, which means everybody in the room, uh, inclusive of me. Uh, you know the issue I have with this generation is that we always think if it's easy, then that must be right. And so we make decisions so that they're easy. We'll make decisions, well, you know, I, I just, I, I just want to feel okay. I just don't want no trouble. Murderers go to sleep with no trouble every night. That does not mean that what they're doing is right. Timon and Pumbaa were living the easy life. I'm going to preach this movie. Timon and Pumbaa were living the easy life, but they were sitting there eating bugs because nobody had ever interrupted their dysfunction to say there's greater than this for you. And I showed up to tell somebody and to interrupt somebody's dysfunction that there is greater than this for you. You weren't created to eat bugs and slugs. Check this out. Check this out. Say there's greater for me. Simba wasn't living like a king that he was. He, he began to live like a peasant. Doesn't that sound like the prodigal son? You sitting here wanting to eat what pigs eat when you're the king. You're supposed to be eating zebra. Wildebeest. Come on, good eating. <laughs> and you're sitting here with two losers on a highway called Ben where they going. Look, look, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. But what's interesting is how God, watch this, can take the mess that you make and somehow, some way. He said, Bishop, what do you mean by that? Because I just thought you said Timon and Puma that, 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 they, that they were messed up, jacked up. Absolutely they were. But listen to what Timon's name means. His name means respect and honor. Puma's name means to be foolish, silly, weak-minded. What's weak-minded, Bishop? You know better, but you live like you don't. Careless, negligent. It's interesting because the dichotomy of the situation is that Simba was trying to get honor and respect from living like a fool. Y'all missed the connection. Simba, on one hand, has something called respect and honor. On the other hand, a weak-minded fool. He's trying to, watch this, he's trying to now justify his bad decisions and get honor and respect from his bad I did this because I had to do this. I didn't have any choice. I had no other options. It's real quiet in the church. And isn't that what we do sometimes? We'll do stupid stuff and then go try to find a verse to validate it. He's trying to get respect and honor. I see people do this all the time. God, 
I see people doing this all the time. They're, they're trying to get respect and honor from doing stuff that they know is not going to produce it. We've all done it. Here's the deal. Either you've done it, you're currently doing it, or if you're not careful, <laughs> you might. So don't get high on your spiritual horse saying, Bishop, I've ascended to the high holy hill of Zion. You don't even pronounce Zion right. It's Zion. Some of you are like, what's Zion? Don't even worry about it. Don't, don't even worry about it. Somebody's house down the street. Somebody's house down the street. Just up Parker Road and take a left. Okay, watch this. Watch this. But here's, here's what happened, y'all. In the middle of this mess, because remember I've been teaching that every season has a song. They come up with a song, Akuna Matata. If you say it fast, sounds like you speak it in tongue. <laughs> Check this out. It literally means no worries. Check this out. But he misinterpreted, he being Simba, misinterpreted no worries, thinking that that meant no responsibility. How many decisions do we make because we want to advocate responsibility? I don't want to be responsible for that. I don't want to be responsible for that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Well, you do understand that who much is given, much is required. So if you don't want much, well, that's fine. Then you don't have to be responsible for much. But if you say, God, I want to see great things in my life and beyond material things, I want to see great things happen in my life. I want to be used by you to change the lives of other people. If that becomes your desire, then a kuna matata does not mean no responsibility. It simply means no worries. Bishop, what does that mean? It simply means this. It just means while I'm handling my responsibilities, I won't allow myself to be worried. That's what it's supposed to mean. Simba took that to mean, listen, I don't have to be king. I'm just going to sit out here and live like a total peasant. But I am the son of a king. <laughs> Says the neighbor, it's going to get real good in just a minute. I'm the son of a king. But he's thinking, no worries. I'm just going to get up. Can I, will y'all indulge me right here? I'm just going to get up, I'm going to wake up at 11 o'clock, wake up at 1.30, you know, because I had a rough few months, and I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to date where I shouldn't date. I'm going to consume what I shouldn't consume. Say amen, because if you don't say amen, then I got to say more. So if you just say amen, then... How y'all want it? I just tell me how you want it. I can serve it up either way. I'm going to think what I know I have no business thinking. I'll do right one day, but today I just ain't feeling it. Because God, I prayed to you once and asked you to do something by this day and you didn't do it. Therefore, I don't think it works. And so since you let me down one time, even though my whole life, because you let me down once, I'm not doing all of that. I don't feel that today. You get a text from the church, would you pray? No, I don't, I'm not praying right now. <laughs> like you doing something to God. Now you're going to teach him a lesson. I'm going to show the Lord. 
Can we be honest? We've all had those moments. If you've not had those moments, wait till Tuesday. Because what's going to happen? 48 hours, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Time is going to happen. We've all had those moments. Simba is sitting here living beneath what he's supposed to live because he's singing a song called No Worries because I'm going to do what I want to do because it's my thing. And some of you are saying, Bishop, no, that's, that's, not how, that's not how I live. I serve the Lord. I'm at church every week. I'm at church every week. And that's great. And praise God for that. And you need to continue doing that. But my question is, my question is, are you doing anything with the information you've been given? Or do you have notebooks full of notes? Where you could get up and I'll preach a preacher in this city. Just reading what you got in here. You ain't even got to have no, you can just read it. Akuna Matata, it means no worries, which means he misinterpreted it to think it meant no responsibility, which just means I'm ha- people be like, God, dog, that's, woo. But then in the middle of his mess, what I love about God is he always gives you a way out. If you feel boxed in, that's only because you're not looking in the right direction. He always gives us a way out. And you know his way out? God sends in the movie Rafiki. He sends Rafiki to Simba. Uh, Rafiki, if you will, indulge me for a moment. He was Simba's pastor. He was Simba's man of God. Literally, the name means friend, not by equality, but by his intent towards Simba. Watch this. It was Rafiki's job as the man of God. It was Rafiki's God to have to bless and anoint the new king and to affirm the incumbent king. You remember at the beginning of the movie, the scene of the movie is that uh, Rafiki takes something and he smears it on his forehead. That's what the word anoint means, smear. Now, I know it looked like some pomegranate juice, but they had a little olive oil mixed in there. They would anoint him to be king. And he holds up Simba. And everybody began to celebrate. And everybody began to celebrate. Why? Because, because watch this. In essence, what they were saying is, Simba, I have now set you apart. Uh, 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 that's the word sanctified. I've set you apart, which means, listen, you're going to try to fit in with Timon and Pumbaa, but in the back of your mind, you're going to know I'm better than this. You're going to try to fit in eating slugs and bugs, but in the back of your mind, something's going to be saying, man, who? Rafiki, can I teach it here? Let's, let's talk. What's this? Uh, Rafiki, Rafiki. Uh, it was interesting because he, he had to not only anoint the new king, he had to now uh, bless and affirm the incumbent king. And it's interesting because Rafiki didn't desire to be king because he was greater. He was the king maker. And Rafiki asked Simba the right question in the low moment. The quality of questions you ask determines the quality of life that you live. If you're not asking good questions, you're not going to get good answers. Check this out. If you're asking the wrong questions, you're going to get the wrong answer, which makes you think you have a conclusion. So I was talking to me the other week, and, and, and they were saying this and that and this and that. And they were saying that. And I said, I said, let me just be real honest with you. I said, your issue is you, you don't know how to ask the right question. That's the wrong question. I said, so you would have gotten the answer to that thinking that that was the conclusion, but you asked the incorrect question. <sighs> Rafiki asked Simba in a low moment. He says, who are you? He says, who are you? And, 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 and Simba has this, this moment because he's confused at this point. Because since his appetite changed, he's not even sure anymore. Because now he's got all of this stuff coming in. But, but the scripture says it's not what goes in a man that defiles or defines him. 
is what comes out of a man. So you can have crazy stuff happen to you. That does not mean you have to act crazy. He says to him, who are you? And that is the same thing Christ says to you and I today. He says, who are we? And, and, and please understand, but please understand, uh, Rafiki was the only one that knew how to get Simba back to the place he was supposed to be. Because you remember before Rafiki showed up, uh, 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 a little lioness showed up. Nala. And Nala is Hebrew for Nal. You know your neighbor's issue? They keep thinking that it's a person that's going to complete them. If I could just get married, if I could just get somebody, if I could just get me a boo, if I could just get me a this, if I could just get me a that. Nala, no. <laughs> Only Rafiki could get him back to the place that he was supposed to be. And you got to understand this. Please hear me and please understand what I'm saying to you. He asked him a question, who are you? And then remember Mufasa. Mufasa, Simba's father, he was the king. Say the king. I love videos like that, um, like what we watched, remember the time, because I like, I like monarchy. I like, anybody else like that? I like, that's something to me. I love that, kings and queens and princes and princes. I, I love that. You know why? Because the word monarchy, mono, it's, it, it's kingdom. So when we talk about the kingdom, the kingdom is one. So it's a theocratic monarchy. It's a God-led system of kings and priests. We are the kings and priests. He is kings of kings. He's made us king, Revelation 1-6. So I like stuff like that because it shows me, it gives me an imagery of what I'm doing in the spirit. I can decree from the throne and make something happen. I ain't got to get out there and go fuss and fight. Eddie Murphy pointed and said, get Mikey. And when they pointed, them men ran and got him. But now watch this, watch this. Mufasa says something powerful. I'm almost through. He says, a king's time rises and falls like the sun. He was telling his son, he said, son, maximize the moments you're in. Because while you may get a second chance, you may not get that chance. We often celebrate God that he's the God of a second chance and another chance. But you got to be careful because sometimes you'll miss that chance. He told his son, he said, son, I'm going to tell you something. He said, never go to the shadowy place. When he was talking to his son, he said, remember, we're going character by character. He said, he said, son, that's the elephant graveyard. That's where the hyenas dwell. Notice it was a graveyard. Check this out. The past. He said, son, never go back to dead stuff. You sitting up here crying for revival. Revival, that word's not even in the Bible. You're asking God to bring back to life something that was supposed to be dead. The word revival, for those of you, my Bible scholars and note takers, it only appears in the John Waymouth translation of the scripture. You don't even know who that is. <laughs> FYI, people, oh, revival, revival, that's crazy. There's some stuff God killed on purpose. <laughs> He shot it dead himself. And you're sitting up here, bring it back to life. Come on, Lord, just do it, just do it, just do it. And he's saying, I killed that. <laughs> check, check this out. 
He says, son, stay away from the graveyard because there's dead. What, what, what's that a graveyard? Dead stuff. And watch this. It was an elephant graveyard. Big dead stuff. And that's why Jesus said, remember Lot's wife because she turned back to a graveyard. You got to be careful when you start peeking around your shoulder thinking you can turn back to the stuff God's delivered you from. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Why are you even playing with matches in your house? Because you're going to burn the house down. He said, son, stay away from that big dead stuff. Listen, right before your major breakthrough, God, Satan will send someone from your past in order to get you to go to a graveyard. I'm going to say it again. Right before a major breakthrough in your life, Satan will send somebody from your past to get you to go to the elephant graveyard. Y'all, don't speak to King's English. If somebody from yesterday has recently shown up in your life, you better be careful talking about, oh, this is so good, how great Facebook is. You crazy. You better understand God is trying to say, I was getting ready to open something great for you, but I needed to see if you would remember Lot's wife. And let me be clear, when I say past, I'm talking about your non-godly, non-Christian, non-sanctified, set-apart past. Okay. Now, now, now take this out. And then you remember this line. We're almost through. Am I helping anybody? He, he, he's this line. I'm going to shout you real good in a minute. Y'all going to tear church up? You remember this line. You deliberately disobeyed me. His father understood that Simba could only reign to the extent he could be corrected. Hear me. You can only go as far as you can be corrected. It got real quiet right there. Some of people's problems in life is that they think they know everything. But their fruit clearly demonstrates in the, in the country we got to say it. You don't know Nan. Uh, that is a southern colloquialism for you don't know as much as you purport to have known. If you can't be corrected, where you've been is where you're going. Mufasa had to say this, son. Boy, I told you not to do that. Now, you went over there and done that, and you started something. And I told you if you don't start nothing, it wouldn't be nothing. Now, you went over there and started something. And he said, but listen, 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 listen. He chastised him because he understood that where he was going required a level of discipline superior to that which he currently had. Where you're going requires a level of discipline that's superior to where you're at. The level you're at, the level of discipline you had was good enough to get you there. But the place you're going to, you need a higher level of discipline in order to get to that place. And then when you get to that place, guess what? The stretch starts over. Because now you're going to, he takes us from faith to faith, from glory to glory. That means goodness to goodness. Which means God's always in the business about doing himself. Which means I'm not in competition with you, 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 you. And you're not in competition with the person sitting next to you. You're in competition with a God that is playing chess with himself. Meaning God says, I made this move, but watch me come on the other side and make this move. God is always outdoing himself in your life. 
So I know something great happened last week, but God says, I want to outdo that this week. And I know something happened great for you last year, but I want to outdo that this year. Here it is. I got to move because I'm out of time. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Mufasa chastised his son. He still loved him, but he chastised him. Now, check this out. Uh, Mohatu, you, you didn't see that person in the first movie. Now, that's Simba's great-grandfather. His name means the Savior. I'm going to help somebody. Ahadi, uh, who wasn't seen in that movie, he's Mufasa's father. Uh, his name means the promise. <laughs> Simba, his name means the lion. <laughs> Who's Simba? You. Bishop, what you trying to say? You're the son of the Savior, the promise, and the king. Come on. I wish I had a church on the big bus. I'm going to give it to you again. His great, his great grandfather is the Savior. His father is the promise. And, 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 and check this out. Uh, and, and, and his daddy is the king. So Simba, who is the lion, uh, he is the son of the Savior, the promise, and of the king. Which means God says, I've spent too much for you to just let you waste away your life. And God says, I paid too severe of a price on Calvary to let you settle for being average because you're the son of the promise. You're the son of the Savior, and you're the son of the King. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm somebody, man. I... Bishop, why do you need us to believe that? Because if you don't believe in you, don't you expect anybody else to believe in you? If you don't know who you are, don't expect anybody else to affirm who you are. When people know who they are, it changes what they do. We spend so much time in the world of church trying to fix fruit, never deal with fruit. If I tell you who you are, it'll change what you do. But if I keep messing with what you do, I'll never change who you are. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why when you come to harvest, these messages have to go deep into the very root of who you are because it's not just about painting a nice jacked up house. I'm not trying to paint your own barn. I'm trying to throw the old one out so that you can become brand new. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Even when you're hiding in mediocrity, you're still a king. Even when you're acting crazy and doing stuff you got no business doing, you're still a king. No matter what you find yourself in, it did not change the son you are. Here's the problem. Simba didn't know how to communicate what he was going through or feeling. Listen to this. A closed mouth is a cloudy soul. Say it again. A closed mouth is a cloudy soul. You, you, you know, men, can it, men, let me speak to us for just a moment. You know why it's sometimes difficult for us to communicate? It's because the enemy understands a principle in James chapter 5. James 5 says, Confess your trespasses one to another that you can be healed from it. Uh, so here's the whole essence is that communication, uh, it eliminates uh, emotional constipation. Amen. You know how some people act crazy because they're constipated? No, I, I mean that seriously. When, when I was growing up, I remember in, in the South, one of the solutions for a lot of issues, and, 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 and don't y'all be making fun of Southern people because we gave y'all some of the best eating you've ever had. Hallelujah. But one of the solutions was, is when children would begin to act ornery, they'd say they might be constipated. So give them some. No, y'all ain't from the real South. Give them some orange juice. That's, that's Denver, baby. That, that's not, no, that don't work. Castor or or. 
some prunes. I preferred the latter of the two. Now listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. We welcome all those just coming in overflow now. Listen to me. But watch this. Hear me, hear me, and hear me well. Listen, listen, listen. Simba didn't know how to communicate what he was going through or feeling. So he became emotionally and, if you will, spiritually stopped up to where his actions now are confusing to everybody, including him. Because a closed mouth is a cloudy soul. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Check this out. Check this out. You have to be careful to make sure that when stuff on the inside of you is consuming you, that you communicate. But check this out. But you got to be very careful to whom you communicate that to. Because can I be honest? There's some stuff you just got to go in your closet and shut the door and say, God, this conversation is going to have to be between me and you. Simba, he, 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 he did a lot of stupid stuff because he, he didn't know how to communicate that. And, and, and listen to this. Here's the message. Simba forgets the right thing, the right thing, and he remembers the wrong thing. <laughs> Watch this. When he goes and he looks in the lake, I remember that part in the movie, or a pond or whatever, he looks and he sees a reflection of his father. <laughs> See, you can try to forget who you are as much as you want to, but God has a way of making the water look a little different. Simba looks in the water, and he begins to see a reflection of his father. Listen to what, what he happens. He says, Simba, check this out. You have forgotten me. You have forgotten who you are and so forgotten me. Look what he tells him. Look inside yourself. You are more than who you have become. He tells him, remember who you are. Then tell, look at what he tells him. You are my son. You are the one true king. Remember. Touch your neighbor say, remember. Here's the message right here. He, he said, remember. All of Simba's life, he struggled to find his roar. He, he struggled to find. If you remember, he was growing up, he was trying to roar, 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 and, and he couldn't find his roar. Uh, he, he did all of that. And, and the truth is, is that's where some of you are at in life now. You're trying to find your roar. You're trying to find what's my thing? What's my assignment? What, what am I here for? What am I supposed to be doing? Because after a while, just paying bills and eating gets old. Do you want to have some meaning of what you're doing? Am I talking to anybody? After a while, going through the motions of life gets old. You want to know, what am I supposed to be doing? What's my roar? And you got to understand, if the Bible says Satan walks around like a roaring lion, you better learn how to roar back. But life can sometimes make you lose that roar. And that's who I'm talking to today. Those of you that have forgotten, and you've lost your roar. Listen to what Simba says. He says, I know what I have to do. But he says, but going back means I'll have to face my past. He said, I know what I got to do. He said, I'm just scared to face it. 
I'm scared to deal with it because I'm concerned while I've been out here wasting time with Timon and Pumbaa that I might not even know how to do it anymore. But then his pastor, I'm going to make him a bishop today. I'm going to elevate him. Bishop Rafiki says, you can either hide from your past or you can learn from it. And you know what Simba says? He says, I finally got some sense knocked into me, and I have the bump to prove it. Here's my question for you. How many bumps you need? Touch your name and say, how many bumps do you need? What's the trip is when Simba gets back, all the other lions see him, and they think he's Mufasa. That explains why in the book of Exodus, God told Moses, when you go to face Pharaoh, it will be as if I am facing him. He says, you will be me to him. Which means some of you, you're scared to confront some stuff and you're scared to deal with some stuff and you're scared to have to finally have that tough conversation and you're scared to have to finally deal with the situation. But what I'm here to tell you is that when you go back to deal with the situation, it's not going to be as bad as you think because when the situation sees you, it won't see you. It's going to see your... Touch your neighbor and say, don't be scared now. What you won't confront has already conquered you. He said, he said, I got to do that. Here it is. Say, remember. There's three things I want you to remember and we're through. First thing, you need to remember Lot's wife. The Bible says, I don't have time to, to take you there, but you can read in your own time in Luke chapter 11. The Bible says that when an unclean spirit, verse 24, goes out of a man, he enters dry places seeking rest and finds none. He says, I'll return from the house which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. He goes and takes seven other spirits with him more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. Therefore, the last state of the man is worse than the first. Check this out. You have to be careful when you hit uh, tribulation and turbulence. Tribulation. It's a harvest word. You have to be careful that you don't leave the door open to yesterday. You know why that door gets open? It's, it's, it's because somehow that there is this part of you that thinks that you can manage that. So if you struggle with alcohol or drugs or sex or porn or whatever it was, whatever it is, and somebody say, no, nope, Bishop, I don't do that, but you eat too much, so don't judge nobody else. Okay, so just don't judge anybody else, okay? Or you lie or whatever, okay? Everybody's got some mechanism that they think. And what happens is, is you'll leave the door open because you think you can manage that. I was talking to somebody one time. I said, why in the world did you do that? I said, you know that was going to mess you up. They said, well, I just thought I could handle it. I said, you don't understand that. You don't play with stuff. You, you, you don't play with the elephant bones. They're not Legos. You don't play with yesterday. You don't play with that. Just never say, don't play with it. Because the Bible says when it comes back, it's going to come back to see what, because here's the deal. You don't know whether or not you've really conquered something until you're tempted by it. See, it's easy to say, oh, I've conquered it. Well, that's because you've not had to confront it. Say, so shut the door. There's stuff in your past that needs, the door needs to stay shut to. And sometimes that stuff will show up in the form of a scar, a family member, trash, 
debris, trying to talk you into some crazy stuff. There's a reason, there's a reason, there's a reason that that's yesterday and today's today. Say, remember Lot's wife. Uh, I, if I had time, I, I'd take you into Second Peter chapter 2. I'll just surmise it for you. It talks about uh, people who um, choose to do things their own way, and they're against authority, and they're against order. And, uh, no, I got to read it. I got to read it. Go to, go to, Second, Peter, no, go to Second Peter chapter 2, verse 9, real quick. Real quick. Y'all all right? Second Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I just got to read it, because if I don't read it, you'll think I'm making it up. So we just got to read it real quick. All right. Say, remember Lot's wife. Okay. Say it again. Remember Lot's wife. Here it is. Real quick. We're going to read it real fast. Y'all remember the infomercial used to come on where they had the little three fingers and they could read real fast because I don't know, like their fingers absorb the words or something. So we're going to read real fast. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and reserve the unjust under punishment of the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh and the lusts of uncleanness. And watch this. They despise authority. If you got friends who despise authority, they're not friends. They're scar. If they calling you to talk about their pastor, you better run from them. If they calling you to talk about their boss, you better run from them. If they calling you to talk about their parent, you better run from them. Because look what they do. They are presumptuous and they are self-willed and they're not afraid to speak evil of leadership. Come on. Whereas angels who are greater in power might do not bring up a violent accusation against them before the Lord. Come on. But these, like natural, here's what the Bible call them, beasts are made to be caught and destroyed, speaking evil of things which they do not understand, and they will utterly perish in their own corruption and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you. Check it out. They're saying these are defeated people. They're scars. And now what they're trying to do is to get you to join the scar club. Next verse. Having eyes full of adultery. What is adultery? Covenant breaking. Making agreements and not keeping them. Saying A, doing B. It's not just uh, 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 dealing with marriage. And that uh, cannot cease from sin. Enticing, check this out, unstable souls. See, listen to me. If, if you're just coming out of some stuff, you need to be real careful who you're around. When a baby's born, you know what happens? They tell certain folk, get out of here. Because you're going to contaminate this baby. When can you see it? When we tell you? They have their heart trained in covetous practice and accursed children. Next verse. They have forsaken the right way and have gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Baal, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Next verse. But he was rebuked for his iniquity or generational curses. A dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. Next verse. Uh, these are the wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. So this is describing scar. Y'all still with me? Okay. Because some of y'all say, this it ain't that big deal. That's just my friend. That's just how they are. I'm showing you what your friend is doing to you. Put it up. Next verse. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. Here's what they're saying. You don't have to do all that. God understands. God, you ain't got to. Why are you doing all of that? You ain't got to live for God. You ain't get just do what I'm doing because I'm just, just, just uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, next verse. Uh, while they promise them liberty, if you come do what I'm doing, see, you gonna, you, see we're going to have a good time. We're going to have fun. 
I'm sure the guys that got life in prison are having fun playing basketball. Touch your neighbor and say, it's not all about fun. When I was a child, I acted like a child. When I became a man, I realized that sometimes I got to do something that's not fun. Just want to have a good time. All right, well, this is what that's doing to you, Scar. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. So they're promising you, if you come with me, we're going to have all this fun and we're going to have all this freedom and we ain't, gonna have, we ain't doing all that. We ain't got to do all of that. That's too many rules serving God. That's too many restrictions. Put the next verse up because I'm feeling a apostolic. For if after they escape with the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. In other words, you know too much. Touch your neighbor say, you know way too much. You know way too much to act foolish and to act silly. N- listen to me. If you don't remember anything else I said in this message, never listen to somebody who lives where you fail. Never listen to somebody who lives where you fail. So if you got an alcohol problem, stop listening to your alcoholic friends. If you got a lying problem, stop listening to your lying. For y'all not gonna say nothing to me. All right, I'm gonna preach it like I'm back home. If you got issues, stop listening to other folk. With those. If you got rejection problems, why in the world are you listening to somebody that's got rejection problems? Second thing, remember that storms come, but they don't last forever. Simba was in a little storm, but he thought it was going to last forever, so he tried to run from his storm to only take his storm where he was. <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide because you're still there. And at some point, you're going to have to confront and deal with you. Say, trouble doesn't last always. Say it again. Say, trouble does not last always. That's why the apostle Peter, he says, beloved, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as if something strange has happened to you. I just don't know why I'm going through something. Because you're finally making progress. That was happening to you when you were doing crazy stuff because you weren't going anywhere. You were no threat. You were on the devil's team. But since you jumped ship and switched teams, he's got a problem with that. That's why he knows exactly what to use against you because you used to play for him. Third thing, I'm out of time. They flash me. I'm out of time. Third thing, remember that change around you starts in you. Here's the deal. You don't see things as they really are. You see them as you are. And sometimes life happens. Say life happens. It's not about blaming people. It's not about this one. It's not about all that. It's not about all that. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to understand, listen, while I'm in the flight of life, let's connect the dots, be a good class. While I'm in the flight of life, what I got to understand and what I have to do is understand that if I'll remember Lot's wife and if I'll remember that trouble does not last always. See, every storm is temporary. Yesterday, I was saying, man, I don't know if I need to get the car washed tonight because they were saying there's going to be some storms. You're missing what I'm saying. Uh, the issue is, is the storm's passed. Now, imagine, because here's what your neighbor does. Imagine had I sold the car because I thought it was always going to be raining. <laughs> uh, 
what I love about Simba, check this out, y'all, is that even though he crash-landed with Timon and Boomba in a place called a wilderness, you know what I love about him? What I love about him is that he's a perfect example of what God will do for us. Even when we forget Lot's wife and act just like her, you know what happens? God says, I can take that and I can turn that and I can make that work for your good. Here it is. What I love about Simba is that even though he crashed, he recovered all. If you remember the end of the movie, the pride land, it started growing again. The animals started coming back. The, the, the value and the quality of the land started coming back. And, and the lions, the, 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 the family of lions, it began to grow stronger. Understand this, he recovered all and he came back better. And I got one announcement. And this is not for everybody, but this is for somebody. I got one announcement for you. You're on your comeback tour. Bishop, what's the comeback tour? I may have crash-landed. I may have made some mistakes. I may have done some stupid stuff. I may have gotten sidetracked. But, baby, I'm... I'm this ain't for everybody, but it's for somebody. I'm on my comeback tour, and I got all my greatest hits with me. What you saying, Bishop? I'm on my comeback tour, and I may have got knocked down, but I'm getting back up again, and I may have felt like I would never make it, but I'm going to make it. I may have thought I'd never be able to own a business again, but watch me. It may have looked like I lost everything, but watch me get it all back. I'm coming. To, who am I? Pre this is your comeback tour. I found three people around to say it's your comeback tour. It's your comeback. <laughs> Everybody stand with me. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.